I am so happy that we have started this podcast in the pandemic times and that we have we have a way to connect. And I am so happy that we get to see this historic event unfold through our favorite reality television shows because <laughs> it really makes for great the the pandemic makes almost every reality show have like a great like storyline every time. Because like, or yeah. a great like thing to contextualize it in the world or something, you know, because like in Summer House, for example, if we want to start with Summer House, like it's such a different season because they literally can't see anyone else. Like they literally yeah. just have to be in that house together. It's like, it's like a big brother. It turned into a big brother yes. situation where it's just like, because you see that they're fighting all the time and you're like, you know that they're just fighting because at this point it's like, we're stuck in a house together and like we want to leave we want to go we don't want to be around each other but then the thing is they leave summer house and now they're all hanging out like they did winter house right which like also apparently Paige may be dating craig from southern charm and I know that you guys don't watch Southern Charm, but Craig is fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> at the reunion this past year, he hates this chick, Madison LaCroix. They're not, they were never together. Like, that's, that's not why he hates her. He hates her because he, like, she one time said something to his now ex-girlfriend that pissed off his ex-girlfriend. Anyways... You would have thought, like, she stabbed him or his entire family because he's, like, at the reunion, wasted, and he's, like, I hate her. I hate her. And Andy Cohen's, like, Craig, what is going on? Well, (laughs) you know, she broke up J-Lo and J-Lo's recent fiancé. I don't even know his name. I was that was the same person that you were talking about. That's the same person? Yeah. Literally the only reason I know that name. Is because wow. it's like, ooh, like this Southern Charm star broke up J Lo and her fiance. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, Dude, that's a weird crossover. It's such a weird crossover. She called the paparazzi on herself like a couple weeks ago. You can just tell when someone calls the paparazzi because one, who's who's following her? Who actually cares? <laughs> Two, they're like Madison, Madison. She's like walking. She's like, sorry, I can't. Madison, Madison. She's like. I, I, <laughs> I need to get out of here. <laughs> I absolutely live for Dimois, like uh, like every single day. I li- like Same. I absolutely live for it. But what I do not live for is the Dimois like interpretation of Page Six because I fucking Page Six is just like the worst. And then they'll be like they'll be like Page Six says this. I'm like, why are we why are we endorsing this at all? Like no. So- like, <laughs> I kind of, I like page six and Daily Mail are two news outlets that I kind of like, like I literally check them every morning. <laughs> I know it's complete bullshit, but it's hilarious. You know, page six has great. I mean, page six, if you want something, like if you want to see Khloe Kardashian's photo that like she wanted to scrub from the internet, like oh you God. immediately just go to page six. Or if you want to see like, you know, some shit, like you just go to page six. They always have it. Does but it I, matter if it's I real or wanna, false? It doesn't matter. It's just like, come on. Like, yeah, but I, I do get it. But but anyways, um, this episode of Summer House, can I, can we just start talking about like a bit of the last episode of Steven showing up and putting like 20 candles on the ground and saying, how are you um, to, to Lindsay as his romantic gesture? I think we should start there. Yes. Um, 
like doing the bare minimum (laughs) (laughs) i just yeah no like if a guy did that for either of you would you be like and that's it like with how that relationship had played out or just in general if a guy did that like i guess we can answer both like i guess if you if you were like seeing a guy for a while i get no i guess i do want to know like in in the same context as Lindsay and stravi would that be enough no to, again it's like this weird like let me show you all this affection and then like it's going to be this one event and then it's he's going to go back to working 24 seven. And then he's going to be like, but remember that one time I did that thing for you? Just like when he was like, but remember, I took you to Italy. And it's like a year ago. <laughs> it just, the whole thing was one cringe. Um, and two, <laughs> and two, just even like the aftermath, like I just, I was so like, like I just had like the, the willies because like, especially after when he was like, can I get a kiss? Like, I didn't come all this way not to get a kiss. I was like, oh my God, you can get like decked in the face maybe, (laughs) but like, (laughs) like, ew, like get out of here. I was so, that is just such like classic, like manipulative man behavior to be like, yeah, like I really fucked it up. And then like, I went home and I was lonely and I like got like probably I was probably a little horny and you know I hit up some girls and they didn't get me back so I was like mm, I better fix this <laughs> it's like you better go to the dollar store and buy 40 candles to put out on the, like <laughs> and tea light candles those things also burn out really really quick so there's just he had to keep lighting them over and over again I know from experience because I did that for JD this year for his birthday and five minutes they were all burnt out. <laughs> he wasn't even there yet. <laughs> there's there's, there's a, a vibe about it, though, that's very much like what you're saying. Like, I'll do this this one time, then refer back to this exact moment because I it took a lot of effort for me to do. And I that was exactly played out when Lindsay, like, they're talking, like, right after. And she's like, you know, like, maybe, like, let's start with a date. And then he literally was like, uh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. brought all this stuff with him. <laughs> like, did you not see how many suitcases he came with. I right. was like, hmm, little, little uh, jump in the gun there. Because- yeah, uh, yeah, a little presumptuous, Stravi. Exactly, because if I was Lindsay, I would have been like, oh my God, no. Yeah. No, no. And then you have to then go, hopefully he didn't unpack. You have to go <laughs> grab all, like he had nine bags or something. He didn't have nine bags. <laughs> nine <but> <laughs> more bad like it was just I noticed it I was like interesting that you brought all your stuff back and then he was like and then he was like so am I like staying here and she's like yeah of course you can stay and it's like one of these things where it's like so you just gave her no option but to so that you could go and also it's like how is this I guess I guess I'm thinking about it like quarantine and COVID whatever but it's like you would think that he would have to like do something like get tested in order to go like there would have to be a whole production element to this in order for that to happen so that he could go you know it's like it's like he knew he was like i'm staying no matter what like i'll sleep on the couch but i'm staying Mm -hmm. you know like yeah bad vibes bad vibes bad vibes all around bad vibes all around although i will say i don't don't know how you guys thought of what you guys thought about this but Lindsay literally i mean probably 30 seconds after this happened they then go down to her room they have sex and then she goes 
she's like, well, you know, I didn't want to tell you, but I actually got, I thought I was, I was late on my period and I thought I was pregnant. And like, what does that mean for you? After being like, let's take this slow. It's like, what the fuck? No, literally, I was like, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> like Being at the TV, like, please stop. I don't want this. Yeah, I think sometimes when like, you know, when women like, like that, that want kids and feel like they're reaching the end of, you know, that their biological clock is ticking, whatever, in which it's like, okay, it's 2021. Like, you know, there's there's you don't have to be with Stravi. Like, there's options, Lindsay. Yes. Come on. There's um, so many like, more options. It's almost like it's like this uh, you know, I'm trying to think. It's like almost like this frenzied, like, okay, like what what do you think about that? Like, but it's like Lindsay, like it doesn't have to be him. Like, you know, that's great and all that. You want to be a mom, but like, there's other people out there. There's, you know, sperm banks. There's literally anything other than him <laughs> that you could yeah. do, please. <laughs> and like, if you have a plan that's really, you know, uh, I mean, she does, we know she does. She has a, a piece of paper with dates on it, but it's, <laughs> if you have that like in your mind or actually you've written it down, then you, I think when you get older, it's like, well, I'm going to do this with this person. You know, yeah. if better, this is the end game, so like, why not ask you right now? And my argument would be, don't ask right now because yeah. that's not how relationships work. Yeah, <laughs> she. I think it's also very telling, though, that she constantly reference has been constantly referencing how her mom abandoned her, mm. and like, I think like just her saying that repeatedly and then you just think of how she like really holds on I mean like Gabe I know that you've watched all of Summer House now and Natalie I assume you haven't yet but like she's with every relationship like Mm -hmm. even with Carl when like he didn't like her and it was like pretty obvious more life more life Lindsay more life (laughs) more life me don't you more like me? Fuck you. That's one of my favorite fights of all time. To fill you in, Natalie, there's a fight in Summerhouse where Lindsay is trying to like be with Carl and he's like does not want it. And he just looks at her and is like, Lindsay, let's just like have fun. More life. More life. And she literally goes off like just like Teresa style. Like Teresa style, like fuck you. Then fuck you, Carl. He activated her. <laughs> Do not get me activated because you have not seen me activated. <laughs> I love that. I feel like, I feel like she very much claws on holds on to a lot of like bad relationships. Cause mm-hmm. Carl, it was just like no. Evit Everett. No. That guy, honestly, surprised that we haven't seen him in the news for doing something that's really awful because he gives me really scary, uh, like, ex-military vibes. Like, oh, dear. <laughs> like, deep state sort of, like, shit. And, yeah, she held on to that. Like, why? Like, he would have been in the Capitol riot. We just didn't get a picture. <laughs> Like that's that's the kind of guy that Everett is. Like oh, he's no. very, very like or like he started his own militia. You know, it's like mm, legal mm-hmm. to start your own militia and stuff. Like he's the yes. leader of one of those. That's yeah. He he gives just really all of the guys besides Carl. Well, Carl at the time because he was having a lot of issues, but like all bad vibes. Yeah, and and you know it's in a way I don't know how you guys feel about this, but it's, it's almost like did you make that list to kind of like 
push people away, like kind of test people in a way, like, here's my list. A thousand like, percent. Right. I thought, I mean, the, the way that she talks about her mom abandoning her, abandoning her, I think showing some, showing every guy that you date that list is like a test to see. Right. Because like, that also opens the door. If on the like third date, someone shows you this list and it scares the fuck out of you and you continue to date them, like by you continuing to date them, yeah. you are slightly implying that like you're going to follow that timeline because any other person would see that, I think, and be like, you know, like if you're really, really not feeling it. And I, I feel like men have a hard time of like, just like not having sex with like because she's beautiful and stuff and I could see how guys are enticed by that but also right. if somebody showed me a timeline and was like this is like what I'm looking for like I would be like that's just I don't think I can like do that <laughs> yeah I don't it know is, I just, yeah it's it's like I <laughs> And the other half of the story is, like, if you are showing, it's just, like, you know, it would be a great litmus test in a way if you were, like, what not to look for. Because if you show it to someone, like, that early and they're, like, yeah, like, I'm down to do this. It's, like, okay, like, you're a little odd. And if you show it to them and they're, like, uh, yeah, sure. It's, like, it shows that they, you know, don't really care about your opinion. You know, they think, like, no, I'll just, you know, whatever list. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out. And so it's, like it's, it would be great if it wasn't serious, like, if it was, like, a joke, like, a, a yeah. sort of, like, a screening measure, <laughs> but, like, the fact that she's, like, 100% genuine about it, which, again, like, you know, you look at, obviously, you know, there's some things in her childhood that maybe she should work through, and then, you know, you have on, like, the society side, the pressure to be, like, no, like, if you're, like, in your, you know, 30s as a woman, and you're not tied down with kids, like, you've obviously failed in some way, so, like, I get it, but it's, like, you also, like, you need to, you need to maybe, you know, work on that a little bit and understand yeah. that life, ha like, you know, you can't, you can, I guess, but, like, life is just going to happen the way it's going to happen. Just let it go. Yes. And if yeah. you try to force that to happen, Lindsay, like, you're going to end up with a devil child. Like, you're going to end up, <laughs> it's going to be, like, the wrong, you know, like, it's, it'll be, like, the omen. Like, no, I mean, I think Stravi, that was a good contender because I couldn't even imagine having his child. Like, I, I'm very happy that I get to know that they're not together anymore so that I don't have to, in my mind, be like every week after week, be like, don't do it. Because I like know that she hasn't, you know, it's like comforting in a way to live in the past, like, or to live in the yeah. future while watching the show. <laughs> But um, can we just talk about, I don't know if you guys, I wanted to ask you guys this question because I thought this was very well put from Carl where he's like, great that Lindsay and Stravi are here, but like their fighting and drama is like triggering for me. And I do not like fighting and drama in the house. And I do not, because, you know, obviously that makes him, reminds him of like, I don't know, or stresses him out and he takes us yeah. off and then he wants to drink or whatever. Have you guys ever had people in your life where you're like, I love you, but you are like you're like the way you fight with your the person you love or the way you fight with me or whatever. Like I just can't, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I've I've had multiple friends where it's just like 
I like both of you guys, but you guys together is really <laughs> awful sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's always just so like, you know, even if it's not stressful per se, it's always awkward. It's always, always awkward to be with a couple that's fighting because <laughs> you're just sort of sitting there like, oh. okay, <laughs> like I'm just, okay, are y'all just going to work that out? I'll be over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, just even just a quick jump to like Joe and Melissa fighting. I was like, like literally like, oh, you know, when, what is, is there a word for the feeling when you're embarrassed for the, like you're embarrassed watching like something on TV. <laughs> like I guess they were like fighting second, and I was like, yeah, like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And like okay, cringe, and, cringe TV. I mean, that's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. Do we think this was a genuine fight or was this just you know storyline, an attempt at a storyline? An uh, attempt at a storyline. You mean you mean Joe and Melissa? Yeah. I honestly think that Joe was, I think, I think that whole table of guys to jump forward to New Jersey, I think that whole table of guys was actually really hammered because they were so red in the face. Like they were, they and were they so were red. Like, <laughs> just like trying to keep it together. And then they were like, and then he, and then they kept yelling. Like even, even um, like Margaret's husband, Joe kept yelling, right? Like across the table. It's like, you guys are hammered. And then, so I think Joe Gorga was actually like, a child like drunk and upset that his wife wouldn't hold his hand and then yeah. he kind of blew up so i i do th I, I know the fight seemed a little like childish and it's like why are you doing this maybe you're doing it for a storyline but i actually think it was genuine he was just dr she was not that drunk and he was drunk enough to be like i'm gonna pick this fight with you because it's about the fact that you're an independent woman which is like also but, like just like the fighting in front of people like Oh. I mean, the, JD and I, I think, like, it was actually this past weekend, it was the first time that, like, uh, we didn't fight, but, like, he misheard what I said, and he was, like, he thought what I said was, like, really mean, because I was drunk, and he was, like, like, no, um, and basically, it was just, like, a little, like, it was just, like, a back and forth in front of people where like afterwards I was like oh like literally like <laughs> to my friend like I was like I am so sorry because that like <laughs> I thought of fucking Joe Melissa I thought of like fucking Lindsay and Stravi and I was like I never want to be that <laughs> but I think if you're I think if after you're like sorry like you know I think if because Joe and Melissa like they were it's so uh, to me it's so awkward to like get in a fight with like your significant other and then to like go off into your separate corners with your friends and like talk about it like that on the night like actually right there and then like join back together after like talking about it with all your friends like i was so weird and but also fucking hilarious when margaret comes home and she's like she's like joe joe you out there you out there joe with mosa no you're all alone hey joe get out there Get out there right now. <laughs> like Joe, the other Joe, Joe B, Joe Benoglio. What the fuck is that guy's name? Benigno. When she's like, Joe, Joe, go out there. You, you, you get out there. And then he, and then it's, but it's so awkward, right? Because it's like, if you as a couple can like have a fight and then turn to everyone and be like, we're fine. It's actually, it's fine. Because couples fight. But if then yeah. you're like, now we're going to, now the whole night is about how we're fighting. 
then it's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Do, and I mean, there are people that do that where it is like weird. Cause I've had, it wasn't my friend, but it was the friends, my friend's friend who I was with and her and her boyfriend were like, like literally like, just like, <laughs> um, they were just like, kind of like screaming at each other, which at a certain point it is kind of hard as a woman who like is a feminist to sit there and see like a guy screaming at a girl. And I mean, she was screaming back, but still. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not equal in the least. It's like, no. a, you know, a girl screams and it's like, oh damn queen, like let's, let's talk it out. Let's calm down. But a yeah. guy screams and it's like, I'm about to die. Exactly. <laughs> like- <laughs> and then, but they did that thing where they like, she came over to like me and that girl. And then like the rest of the night was like that. And I was like, wow, like this is drama like because it's just it's unnecessary drama (laughs) right it's like you know honestly and and to jump back to summer house quick because i think we should talk about just before we move (laughs) to summer house but but i think it was it's it's like it's kind of the same thing that happened like when des showed up to the house like with luke where luke was like oh des like man you're a really good guy i can't wait to get to know you you know and then like they go off to the fire pit like after dinner and luke's like you know that des guy I don't really like that guy. I don't, I don't, I don't see myself being <laughs> friends with him, brother. You know, and it's like, Luke, 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 you are trying to create drama because you are upset there is another man in the house. Yeah. A another man percent. that's with Hannah, even though you like didn't really want to be with Hannah. It's like, okay. You've said multiple, if not hundreds of times that you don't want to be with Hannah. You're so glad you never slept with Hannah. You're so glad, you know, all these things. So if you really don't care as much as you saying you, you were saying, then what, like, why, why do you care? Cause yeah. it, I mean, clearly he cares cause it's a control thing. Cause he's a mm-hmm. fucking master. Not, I'm not going to say a master manipulator. He's a manipulator. He's an apprentice manipulator. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's that type of guy because like, I mean, I, Nad, like Natalie, when I dated Joel, like mm-hmm. that, he was the same type of dude where like this, okay, this guy had a fucking like two year long relationship that I had no idea about. And he was just like, he was very much the Luke type though, where it's like, you would like, he would like spend so much, like he would give you so much attention. And he did the thing to me where he was like, I don't want to have sex because like, you're so important to me. And Which so is just, that's guy code for I feel guilty. <laughs> yes. Like, wait, wait, wait. Watching, he was in a two-year relationship and dating you at the same time? Yeah, so he lived in Houston and would come to Dallas because his dad lived here. And I think it was me and Natalie, we were on Tumblr one day or something, and we somehow, because I was kind of getting a weird vibe because right. he'd be like, don't text me, like, during the week. Which again, I was just like, oh, cause, cause but he would follow it up with, cause like, you're so amazing. And like, I want to like, sh- like save, like, I want this time when we talk to be special. And I bought it. Like, I was like, I, yeah, cause we were like, also like, how old were we? Like, we were like, like 16. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, yeah, okay. 16, young, 17. Young, young. Okay. I understand. Yeah. And I understand. like, but we were on Tumblr and we somehow, I think we found it through, I apologize. I think we found it through, um, uh, 
okay. I'm going to have to go and just say for a moment. Just apparently they dropped it off a while ago at the concierge. Um, yeah. Yeah. Originally when for they Everyone they who's were. listening, Rain is uh, having some uh, struggles with her uh, work situation where she <laughs> is uh, babysitting a dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, it was crazy. We found it, I think through Twitter or something. It was like some really amazing web sleuthing like I actually still look back on that and I'm like wow I can't believe we did that but like she had posted photos of like hickeys all over her neck and this was on tumblr so I mean it that's like you know kind of the vibe and it was like Joel blah 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 and I was like this can't be and then it's like you click there and it's like happy two year with like my boyfriend I'm saying his name because he can go fuck himself He's very much a Luke type, um, like a thousand percent a Luke type. Um, but like literally, like I was swindled. Like that's like <laughs> I, I, that. I, I I totally get it. Like I totally get it, especially if you're like young, because you're like, oh, this guy is treating me so like like he's treating me like I'm very special. Like you were saying, like he wants to preserve his time with me, all this stuff. But really, when you look at it now, you're like, wow, that it like it's almost red flags i mean red flags but it's like it's almost like the laziest possible manipulation like it's like hey don't text me because i love you too much like what (laughs) like you know like like, like, that's something he would do like the i love you thing we're gonna be like i love you and then i would sometimes say i love you and he wouldn't say it back which so weird but like so, it, yeah. it's very much like a Luke situation where it is. I feel like this kind of lazy type of manipulation of just like, see, you're so special to me. Like, you're so special. I'm gonna call you all the time and say I love you. But then if you say like I love you, love you, I'm gonna be like, whoa. <laughs> it's basically just where, like where you get I, that idea. Yeah, it's like I like the attention and I want to keep you on deck, but I don't want things like I don't want you to, you know, let's not get too serious with it. And so now, right. of course, like this new guy, he's like, oh, I'm not getting that attention anymore. I don't like that. It's like, yeah, well, and then Sierra also, you know, yeah, doesn't. I mean, that's why, just again, shout out to Sierra for being so amazing. Like, I just love that. That stuff happened, what, like, episode two, episode three? And she, she's done. Like, she is done. Just because so often you, I feel like, well, one, it's really easy to be lured back in when you're living with that person. But two, like, I just, yeah, I just feel like oftentimes women will be like, fuck this guy. He fucked me over. And then, like, you see, like, a week later, Mm-hmm. And they're with him, and it's like, dude, like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah, why yeah, are you? No, not like that. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, uh, I don't... yeah, and like a reluctance to like believe like other women, like when they talk, you know, because it yes. can be like, you know, there's like this pervasive idea of like, oh my god, no, she's like just jealous or whatever. But it's like, no, girls, sometimes we're like actually trying to help out. <laughs> and I'm glad Sierra, like, you know, kind of took it seriously. And you can imagine the producers on that show were like, hey, you want to go like for a walk like down like with Luke? I don't know, maybe like with Luke or something like you two or maybe you and Luke like want to play tennis because obviously they would like try to set that up. And she probably looked at them and she's like, no, thank you. You know, like like it's just because she just had no interest in any of that, which shows like, like you said, to be locked in the house, to have people pressuring you probably to like explore that relationship again. Like it takes a lot of 
it takes a strong person to, who knows who they are to be like, no, I don't need that in my life. Thank you. This is dumb. Yeah. It's not worth my time. <laughs> like Totally. You know. And I mean, I think she's also, again, just one of those people where it's like, I feel like the all the fighting, like anytime fighting starts too, she's like, <sighs> yeah, like, can we not do But this? she also <laughs> says what everyone is thinking. Like when we were talking before about the Stravi thing, like what Sierra said was, oh, Natalie's frozen. Oh. Oh, she, or she's asleep or she fell asleep. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you wakey, asleep? wakey 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 natalie we're doing the podcast now if you guys didn't know natalie has what's that condition when you fall asleep narcolepsy, narcolepsy. narcolepsy. Yeah. Natalie and monsoon they, they shared narcolepsy i just I need really- to remove my cat he's he's being dramatic hold on i can't hear him if it, that helps i can't hear him if he's like yelling or something no sir rain the dog is a cow the dog that you i know it's a cow it's hilarious though because she's literally afraid of everything oh it's like she's afraid of small dogs and i'm like you could if you wanted to you could eat that dog i know you you don't have that impulse but you would enjoy that dog's meat you would enjoy it yes exactly and you could just like i mean because she she's like a hundred she's probably my weight so like 150 pounds i think um, okay, so can we just, but we'll close, we'll wrap this whole section up in a bow just by talking about something weird that I would like to ask a question about uh, to you both. Um, why do you think Hannah and Des felt the need to have sex in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom? Because they uh, have no damn manners. <laughs> I mean, and like, because they're, he's clearly like really petty. And again, love Hannah, but Hannah's also really petty. And like, I do think it was a marking the territory. Because I mean, he like, didn't they say that they, he wanted to fuck on the bed? Or did they? He wanted to, he wanted to, quote, jerk off on Kyle's bed. Yeah, his whole like little, I don't know, he like came into the house and I was like, I have a bad taste. Like, I don't like him. He like, he sort of has like this, I need to like be the alpha energy. I don't know. I don't know if it's because like Hannah's been like telling him about like the drama in the house, but like definitely like some weird vibes going on there and I think because like you know Hannah had issues with Luke and so I think it was like this like cheeky little like oh haha let's like fucking get back at them by like you know desecrating (laughs) their bathroom what's wrong (laughs) the dog's upset she's like making sorry she was whining so I I, because I kept hearing a (laughs) high pitch what's hey it's okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. We, can, can we just see the dog for our listeners? We'll just yeah. We'll, we'll post a clip so it makes sense. Hello. Oh my god. Oh she, my god. She's now. Let, I mean, hold on. Let me see if you can hear. Oh, I can hear. What's going on? She's gonna be doing the podcast now. <laughs> What are your, what's your opinion? What's the dog's name, right? Finley. Finley, 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 your, Finley, your opinion of Des. Your opinion of Des. <laughs> well said, well said. Very well said. Honestly, she kind of, I don't know. I feel like she kind of took it a little too far with the, the joke, but you know, whatever. <laughs> Finley's canceled. 
<laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, there, there's no need to bring up his Irish heritage. And there's exactly, just, dude. Like, like, uh, but, I'm but really it's sorry. one of these things where I'm like, just to wrap up Summer House, it's one of these things where I'm like, I don't have any, like, you know, people that are like, oh, let's have sex all over this house while everyone's gone. Like, there are weird people who do stuff like that. And I guess it's a good way to put it, Rain, like marking the territory. But I just find it like, why do you not want to be friends with these people like why would you do this and then tell people and like why like you know everything's filmed it's like it's almost like you want to fuck up your relationship with amanda and kyle i would be so mad i would be so mad i know and i felt like because you know because then here's amanda like totally unaware of what's happened and she's sitting here like defending their relationship to luke and i was just like oh my gosh like I felt so bad because it's like, they just made her look like a clown, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not right. cool. No, and she, and I, uh, like, to, okay, when I first watched it, I was like, honestly, like, I don't get why people would be mad. Like, when it happened, really? and he was like, do you think they'll be mad? Well, if, okay, to be fair, like, I, like, Natalie and I have, like, there was like this, I have to tell this story. There was this one time when we were younger, like 15 years old, and it was a party at our friend's house. And this guy and this girl, like, he like was finger blasting her during the entire party. But like, and like, we were probably in like a maybe like 10 foot by 10 foot room. <laughs> Everybody while this was occurring. And then they did it on the couch when we were watching a movie and her titty popped out. Like, so to be honest, I think I have a weird, I've also like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be honest. One time <laughs> my friend and I had sex with her boyfriends next to each other, but we didn't do anything. And it, so <laughs> that's even different. To be honest, no, that's it's even not. different because both of you know. But in this situation, only one part, it would, that would be like if your friend and her boyfriend were asleep and yeah. then, you know, like that's the situation we're dealing with, you know? Or if they yeah. went to go grab a snack from the corner store and you were well, like, let's fuck on their bed while they're gone. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But did they fuck on their bed or was it just in the bathroom? It was just it was just in the bathroom. So I weirder, would say in the bathroom. Somehow weirder. See, to me, like there's no if you're doing it in the bathroom, there you're not like there's no like I don't maybe her ass was on the, you know, <laughs> thing, but I guess for me, a bed would have been crossing the line. I would have been more pissed about the bed for sure, but I still would have been pissed about the bathroom because I'm like, get out of my room. Like, get out of my room. Why are but you is, in here? <laughs> is it a thing where it's like, is it a thing because Dez has heard like Hannah complain about Kyle for weeks and weeks and weeks? Yes. Now he's like, oh, I'm going to go shove his toothbrush up my butt. You know? I, like, th I think so. I do think so. Like, yeah. that, that's what the, sorry, that's what I was going to say. At first I was like, whatever. And then when he proceeded to like follow it, like I want a jizz on his bed or like mm -hmm. just those things kind of like went off in my head and I was like, Ooh, that's actually weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was the line. That was the line. Well, no, but it's like, it, it's one thing to be like, Oh, we're like, just like having like, we just like want to fuck in every room. It's another thing to be like, let's fuck in Kyle's room. And then let me jizz on his bed. Also Kyle's like, you know, he had an issue. Like, I've heard way too fucking much about this guy. Like, 
huh? But also I feel like Hannah too probably was like Kyle's the Antichrist. And not oh, that definitely. he isn't. And and so it does like <laughs> think about if you are not a guy <laughs> like and you're dating this girl and you like really, really care about her and everything, and then you hear like that some guy is making her life miserable. But yeah. again, it then goes back to a thing where it's like clearly like it's it would have been one thing if he pulled Kyle aside and was like, hey, I want to talk to you because, like, I've heard a lot of stuff from Hannah, and, you know, I don't want to hate you right off the bat. But it's another thing to let fuck in the bathroom. And, like, and it's and weird, say those like, things. if you're going to do, I mean, obviously the house is completely filmed, so you're going to be found out no matter what. But it's, like, yeah. if you're going to do it, and then it's kind of weird to be, like, no, we're not going to tell anyone. It's, like, everyone's going to fucking know. Like, you obviously know this is going to be a public thing. Like, you're, I don't know. Anyways, I just... For Des moving forward, do you guys think that there will be, I don't know, he's a, he's a 45-year-old man who is not acting like a 45-year-old man, and I just, I think there's going to be some serious issues. I mean, Hannah and Amanda aren't friends anymore. No. But again, too, I think, uh, like, this episode was kind of telling in the fact that she's getting married to him is kind of telling like where the relationship would then go just because like i don't know i get weird vibes from des i think like i think just like the experience with luke it's like she almost wanted to go like in the complete opposite direction like from somebody who's like not interested like not interested in caring enough to somebody who's like a little bit like too interested <laughs> like there's yes. such a thing as like too uh, like too into you know like I get like if you have a crush on someone you think they're cute but like as a grown-up you should be like oh let's like kind of like be chill and like yeah, take like things when like PK, slow. like you know when like PK would like get involved in the girls drama on Beverly Hills it's like the same it's like that it's like why do you because Des kind of strikes me as that type of guy that's like I'm gonna get involved in the drama and stuff mm -hmm. and it's like one you're 45 or whatever yeah <laughs> two like if your girlfriend is like fighting with people like I don't like maybe it seemed like he was amping her up when they would call and talk about it versus mm -hmm. like being like right. hey maybe you're like not that you're like just trying to talk her down you know mm -hmm. and like be like hey yeah. you don't want to like be fighting with people in the house like all that stuff instead I feel like it was very much of like yeah fuck that guy like I can't believe him like I would deck him strike yeah, me it's like someone when to say that and when you're 45 like I said and then you're dating someone who's like in their 20s and you're going like there just is like kind of a thing where it's like you why why are you single why are you still single? Oh, yeah. And why are you, you know, like, I just, I hate yeah. to say that because I don't want to label everyone who's single over a certain age. Like, a, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's like someone who's done something wrong or something, but there's just a vibe where it's like, what now you found this one person and you're like, no, I want to get married to you. It's like, so why is it, if you've always, if you wanted that always, then you're, why hasn't that ever happened for you? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a really big red flag that he this is his first like long-term relationship at 40. Um, what do you guys want to talk about next? We have, we can, uh, I'll talk about anything you want, but um, next in my notes personally is Dallas, but we can go anywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm down for Dallas. I think we kind of, I mean like Jersey, 
we covered a little bit of, is there anything else in Jersey we would want to cover? I know, uh, oh, uh yeah. um, Nono's memorial and all that. And what else? Cause I'm really, I'm, I'm stuck on the Melissa and Joe drama. I mean, that, that is really all that happened. And then you yeah. had the celebration of life for, uh, yeah. Nono, but I think that, um, just, there's just like, uh, the Mar Margaret and Jennifer stuff that I think is important to talk about because yeah. Yeah. I just find it, I just think it's really dumb. Like I just, I really don't know what the ongoing fight is. I genuinely think it's that these two people just don't like each other. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of the fights in Jersey is the thing. Like that's, <laughs> it's a group of people that don't really like each other. Like, it, it truly is. Like, <laughs> like most of the fights, like, Jackie and Teresa don't like each other. Right. They just uh, don't like each other. Melissa, yeah. uh, what, uh, what's her name? Melissa Margaret. and Jennifer. Or Merlin, yeah, Melissa and Jennifer. Melissa and Jennifer. Like, yeah. fucking, then there's, like, Margaret. Tre like, there's just, like, all these different, like, it all stems from the person not liking the other person and being forced to hang out with them on a daily basis for, and like, just, three like, months. Throwing Throwing, like, <laughs> unforgivable, untake-backable shade so that mm -hmm. you then entrench conflict. Like, like saying Do you think she Jennifer, knew what she meant? Like, do you think she knew, like, be, there's a part, like, because some people were talking, it's like, she knowingly, like, said that, like, no, knowing the connotation Margaret was actually trying to give with that, but I genuinely don't. I think Jennifer, because when she, when Margaret said it at the table, Jennifer's face was like. About the sleeping with the boss? Yeah. Yeah. I, that for me is like, I'm like a bit, like I get, because, you know, it is like, regardless of how Margaret feels about it, whether she, you know, because she's saying, you know, like, no, I was a young girl and he was a man in a position of power. When she initially talked about it, the way it kind of came off was like, oh yeah, and like my boss wanted to sleep with me and I did it like, haha, like that was kind of how it came off. And regardless of how she feels about it, it's not okay because, you know, like she said, she was this young girl and it was this mm -hmm. man in a position of power basically taking advantage of her. But I can understand in a way why Jennifer would think like, oh, like you're messy. Like you, you basically, you kind of bragged about like sleeping with your boss who is a married man. And so it's like, I, I get it from both sides because it's like, I, because when she said it initially, it it did come off, and it may have been an editing thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, the edits can sometimes, you know, mess with stuff. But when she said it, again, it was almost sort of like, oh, like, yeah, and I slept with him, you know? Um, and then, right. like, you know, so I could see how that could be interpreted as, like, oh, like, this girl's messy. Like, she was sitting here bragging about sleeping with her married boss. But I guess, but I guess the, the thing there for me was, like, you... There's just, like, okay, yeah, I agree. Obviously, like, when she first brought it up, there was no idea that, like, it was, you know? But, like, then she started writing her book, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. we saw her, like, with her ghostwriter and stuff, and, like, she started writing her book and obviously kind of thinking about that experience more. Mm -hmm. And, like, it was obviously, like, very, like, was a Me Too situation, like, was yeah. a very, uh, like, a power structure, or, like, dynamic, and, um, like, might be, might in her mind actually be, like, a sexual assault, or might be, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, now that she's actually thinking through it, mm -hmm. and she didn't share that with anyone else, but, like, it's just one of those things that's, like, why go there? Like, yeah. just why? Because you don't know. You don't yeah. really know, because she just said it once, so why 
go so far. I mean, she did say mm-hmm. something also pretty offensive to Jennifer, which was like, yeah. you're, you know, he's your meal he's ticket your meal or whatever. Ticket. Yeah. No, which is like also a very like, and there's like, to me, there's like a racial element there too. Like of Margaret saying that to Jennifer too. Like there is something there. And like, I just think like it just got to a place where it's like, but Jennifer, you don't have to mention something that's like a complete gray area you know yeah and then she hits below the belt that's what jennifer does she's kind of because she's trying to be like Teresa in training i think or at least that's the vibe i get from her she's like i kind of want to be just like like meaner though for she's somehow just slightly meaner in that i feel like well she's sorry She's meaner because she is smarter than Teresa, therefore can actually pick out people's insecurities and not just like say things until people get a ride. Not just be like, hey, hey, fuck you. I I, I heard your uncle. Uh, I, I heard he's poor. Uh, fuck you. Uh. I mean, literally with the thing with Evan of like, uh, yeah. I heard that uh, Evan's sleeping around. You know, he uh, hangs out at the gym. Hey, hey, and you know, uh, Joe, uh, Joe at boys night, Joe at boys night, he confirmed what I said. Huh? <laughs> like, like Jennifer can actually, because I think Jennifer could spot the weakness in Marge when she was telling that story, and I think that's why Jennifer came back with that because she mm-hmm. was smart and remembered. <laughs> then it was like it was like this thing where then when they were at the second dinner talking about it, where like then Marge was like, no, like that was a you know yeah. it actually was this and i'm talking about it and then jennifer's like but you said it wasn't you said it wasn't a me too thing you mm-hmm. said he didn't force you to do anything and then she was like well no this and it's like once you get to that point like just recognize that someone is telling yeah. you something in not so many words that is like that was yeah. something really horrible for them mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and maybe you should just not and jennifer just mm-hmm. she didn't have that she didn't have that sense that like this was something mm-hmm. bigger what she was talking about and so i saw like a lot of people online Mm -hmm. like really shitting on jennifer and stuff like that for that and yeah i don't know how to feel about it because obviously in the moment like you said natalie like you don't know and whatever but to me it's whenever someone is talking about like anything like that like where it's a gray area Mm -hmm. you just don't like you just don't even you know and i think they were all riled up too because like i mean margaret brought it up at the second dinner and and so it's like oh like this is like just this is not a good situation for either of you like neither of you look good right now like i'm like i'm not finding myself like on either side because it's like you know it's like come on like neither of you are you know doing yourselves any favors by having this like really strange kind of really stupid fight (laughs) you know and then Joe Gorga starts yelling from across the table because I think it's Frank who turns to him and says, and I think this was the line that triggered him for the rest of the night that just popped him right off, which was, you wear the G-string in the relationship and she wears the pants. And his, the patriarchy in his blood boiled to the very surface. And he was like, I must control. Like he literally was like, <laughs> you know like went insane and then was like how dare you walk in front of me to the car i guess i'm just a piece of shit back here in the back of the line it's like oh my god like the most insecure thing yeah right it was such an insecure thing and like uh, i just this whole notion of like well, you don't like stay home with the kids anymore like you're actually like doing stuff that's fulfilling to you 
And it's like, like how one, dare you? The kids are like all grown. It's not like there's toddlers at home. Like, wh- like sh- what is she going to do? Stay home while they're at school for eight hours a day and like maybe do more n- doing like, extracurriculars? Like what, what are you supposed to do? Like Stephanie, like it, I feel like it's a stuff. It's like he would prefer Stephanie, but you know, Stephanie is also getting that little wind of mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> wanting to have stuff for yourself. Cause I think as a woman too, like one of the things that, uh, I heard this like one lady talking about that was like why her marriage works. And she was like, you know, because like, or why, like wh- how her family's so happy. She was like, I have stuff that I love and pursue. Like my life isn't my family right. and stuff. And that is important. Cause like one day your kids will leave and go and they're gone. Yeah. And you have to continue on. Yeah. And so if you, if your life revolved around their lives, then it's kind of like your purpose is left. And I feel like that's why you see so many women kind of have like, not, not a breakdown, but just like, it's really hard, the empty mm-hmm. nesting thing. Because yeah. like, if your entire livelihood was based around having children, not that that's yeah. wrong, but like that just, it, you yeah. know, as your, for your own personhood and, you know, you should have something outside of that that stimulates you and brings you joy because again, like you're not going to be part of their lives forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah. And it was this interesting thing. And like, I don't know if you guys feel this, like I like, but like where Joe was kind of justifying it and I understood, like, I don't, I don't agree with his justification, but I understood exactly where his values came from because he was like, my grandma or my, my parents, you know, cause it was right before Nona celebration, mm-hmm. right? He's like, my parents, they taught me what love is. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, so they taught you that like, you, that like your grandmother stayed home or sorry, your mom stayed home like all the time. And like they, she was there mm-hmm. like for your dad. And, and when she died, your dad, he went to the gravesite every day and blah, blah. And it's like, I just, I don't know if you guys feel this, but I have so many people in my life who like completely romanticize their grandparents or even their parents like marriage and relationship and are like that's what love is blah blah and it's like you don't even know like these people had problems your parents had problems Mm -hmm. they had your mom probably got mad at your dad for not wanting you don't know you're just Mm -hmm. thinking about it like this is the way they were as I saw them so that's the way my life should be yeah And just not taking into account just like the complete and total, you know, generational differences, not even in terms of like individual personalities, but just like opportunities. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like people's grandparents, you know, had this everlasting love because like women literally couldn't like have their own bank accounts or like have a no fault divorce until like the seventies, yeah. like, you know, and you know, there's some people out there, right? where there's some people, they're truly in love and, you know, the man loves going off to work and providing for his family and the woman loves staying home and taking care of kids and cooking three meals a day from scratch. That's great, but that's like not, you know, representative of any significant Mm -hmm. portion of the population because that's just not, that's not a thing that most people like to do. And that's what a lot of people had to do out of necessity back in the day because that was the culture. So it's like, you know, and, and it's, like, and it's a culture that's steeped in patriarchy. And then, so oh, then yeah. when, when these men, they don't get, when the patriarchy is weakened, 
because they don't because society has changed fundamentally they go back and they blame it on things like romantic love they're like you don't mm -hmm. love me enough because you're not mm -hmm. acting yes. through this patriarchal system and i mean the whole idea of romantic love really only came about in the late 1800s and i mean really only came about in the 1950s right and mm -hmm. the, and that idea of romantic love is the patriarchy it is mm -hmm the idea yeah. that women wait for men and they do what men want so that relationships stay happy. And like someone like Joe Gorga, like he's, I mean, men of that generation, mm -hmm. they cannot give yeah. it up because they, yeah. it's like, it's like, that's what they were promised as boys, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. I, I mean, that's yeah. how he talks about it. Yeah. It's like, like I watch this so I could grow up and then have the, have you. Right, because that whole yeah, he, they just kept talking so much about like the love and everything, and I I'm glad you guys brought that up because I I was like, am I just like a a nihilist or it's just like oh, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of weird to like be like yeah like visiting the gravesite every single day like that that's I mean, like a lot to ask of someone, and I don't think like that you visiting a gravesite every day should be in it like should indicate what how much you love a person and like it shouldn't indicate how you act while you're both living you yeah. know it's like when she died he went to the gravesite every day and it's like yeah because she wasn't there anymore to wait on him and all like not to be harsh about it you know but and also like because she's not alive anymore like you're two living human beings who yeah can live in it like it's this weird thing where he's like it's almost like he wants her to be like in one place like literally you stand there you look a certain way you know yeah. and like yes. if you don't do that you're betraying me because mm -hmm. that's what i i was told that's what a wife is and now you're mm -hmm. betraying what i was told you mm -hmm. know like i don't know it's really interesting like i just i find people who are steeped in patriarchy like that like you know that intense like nuclear family like need mm -hmm. to be the provider like there's such insecurity in that you know, like there's such um, deep insecurity of feeling like, well, this, what I, this is what I was promised and this is what everyone told me I would get and don't you dare try to take it away from me or something, you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely, it's, I mean, it's like, hey, like, it sounds like you want to be married to your mom. Like, yes, Freud, Freud is like rolling in his grave. Like, dude, like, you know, and I think that's, you know, not just Joe Gorga, but like a lot of dudes, you know, yes. across all political affiliations and ideologies and beliefs and whatever. It's like, you know, you have mommy issues, bro. Like, <laughs> you need to talk to somebody about that because your romantic partner is not your mother. Okay. You had a mother still have a mother possibly like go talk to her about it yeah like that is just it's very odd and how just like the constant because it just i feel like he's throwing that constantly in melissa's face of just like this was their passion and stuff ours isn't the same therefore it's not love right and, and you've and you've changed as a person it's like it's yeah, like, it was kind of bullshit yeah. having the, like, I thought it was bullshit that Melissa had to explain that. Like, because I was just like, dude, like. But she did it for a really good reason, which I actually yeah. really respect in relationships where someone can be like, but you know what? It's no, no celebration of life. And yes. I do not like that we're leaving mm -hmm. like this, but I'm just going to be like, 
okay, and we're going to move on, which is like, it's just, I mean, somebody teach every housewife this skill because there's just no need (laughs) to drag things out. To drag yeah. things out and like kind of like we were talking before like there's no need to then like go to no no celebration of life and like walk up to jennifer and be like so yeah we aren't resolved like me and joe are still in a fight it's like why do this like why, why? if you actually care talk about it with joe mm-hmm. later you know yeah. and i don't know it was a honestly i found this episode in new jersey like kind of boring i don't know if you guys felt the same way i was kind of like yep yeah, okay like yep yeah, that's this is yep yeah. It's celebration mm-hmm. life and they're yeah. Mar- Mark and Jenner mad at each other. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was, it was a filler like, episode. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Oh, Joe. Like, I, you know, it's one of those things like we love Joe. We love Frank, but fundamentally these guys, they're, they're steeped in the patriarchy, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're a little old school. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. But, um, should we move on to, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. Yes. I just have to preface. So I watched it this morning um i'm on my period right now and like my hormones are like almost completely worn off of my iud so like i get the like mood swings again i was sobbing literally sobbing this entire episode (laughs) and jd was like babe are you okay and i was like just like i love them so much and like getting to see how much they deserve them. Like, I just, I love it. And he was like, like literally when Simone, like when they all did their, their little saying, they pulled out, pulled the out pictures. the first photo. Yep. Got Mick. I, like, I was already sobbing, but then I was like, li- literally hyper, like, <laughs> <laughs> and Katie was like, are you sure you're okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's it's okay. <laughs> I just love them all so much. <laughs> 100% in complete agreement with every part of that statement. I yeah, like I just, they, I I just love, love them. Like I know. It's they've really like the especially like for some reason this season like it may be cuz we're all in, like cuz it's been coronavirus and something like that but it just feels like also all these queens like just really appreciate being there and are just like and appreciate so, each other and love yeah. each other like there's not any fucking like drama between the these mm-hmm. people there's not like this there's not people being like I'm going to win I want to they're really mm-hmm. all like let's do the best job possible and that's really mm-hmm. what it feels like and it's just so much better than having like a season 11 fucking you know silky like being all like it's just better yeah. than the drama you know yeah yeah no i completely agree i mean i think i mean like jd and i weren't like the biggest friend fans of like candy and like she grew on me way mm-hmm. more but like even this like last episode jd was like you know what if candy won like he's like i i i i think like he's like she's worked hard at it like every single time and it's like mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, honestly, looking at all four of them, I truly will be happy with whoever wins, which I don't think I've ever watched Drag Race and set. Well, no, last season, though, I I genuinely liked Jada, Gigi, and Crystal. I was, like, really happy with that outcome, too. But, like, this one even more, I'm, like, literally – well, no, even that one, though. It was Crystal Method. I was, like, I know you're not going to win. Um love her but I was like I know you're not gonna win but like mm-hmm. with all four of them I truly think like I don't I don't know what could happen I know I'm like like 
I mean, let's How's try to do it based on this episode. Like, if you had to, <laughs> let's not talk about anything else in the competition yet. We'll talk about that after. Let's just talk about if you had to base everything off this episode, who would win right now? I'm between Simone and Rose. Wow, really? Really? I I'm, really. Why do you say that? Just the so the music video both of the like i mean all four of them love but the mm -hmm. music video just what rupaul says about simone every single time like the camera fucking loves her like she doesn't have to do very much and just she shines mm -hmm. through that so, so for that aspect simone just because like she just has that natural charisma where you're just like really drawn to her and she really captivates you and then Rosé, on the other hand, it's like hitting all of your P's and Q's perfectly. And um, also for Rosé, I love that she went with a very, like with the red hair and everything uh, for this look. Not that she hasn't changed up her wigs, but I thought that it was, mm -hmm. she, I felt like that was confidence showing through that she was like, you know what, I'm going to, for this like last look, she could do a very like Rosé, like, you know, kind of like sticking to the colors Tina Burner sort of thing but instead she like chose to I like I also love that she's also like so proud of her heritage and being from Scotland mm -hmm. like I just I, I don't know I just both of them but again all four of them I really love but in terms mm -hmm. of like the actual challenges those would be my two picks what about you guys mm, it's so hard because they're all <laughs> they're all good yeah I don't I don't know. For me, I think maybe I would still have to go with Gottmik. Like, I just, like, in the in the music video, I mean, I can respect anybody who can learn choreography and stuff because <laughs> I'm tragic when it comes to that. Um, and, like, you know, I don't know. Like, she just has, like, like, confidence, but not in, like, a, you know, not in like a sometimes like when people get like almost like too confident it's like mm -hmm. oh like okay good. but like, just like she seems like just genuinely happy to like be there and like excited to be doing this and like and so do the other girls but like I don't know it's just and I and I love the you know I'm very much into like kind of the high fashion queens and so like I love the yes. Dalmatian look and all that and it was oh my, just honestly yeah. but you saying all that stuff now like just but it's makes so hard me, because it's like you that, could say that about any of them and talk about like they did such a good job at the performance and then their look it's like oh fuck like they're all so good <laughs> for sure like 100 percent. but like that i just to me godmick has just had the i mean turned the best looks on the greatest looks mm -hmm. we've ever seen on the drag race runway like for sure like yeah. russo yeah. most conceptual most like mm -hmm. that that dalmatian polka dot look with the like literally have goosebumps the pale, right now, like cutouts like it is so it is like perfection and the and honestly the like um pockets like hoed pockets look mm -hmm. was like two of my favorite looks like i think i've ever seen on drag yeah mm -hmm. and like honestly like Gomic does great in challenges like is super funny and like is like in the rusical like was so great snatch game i thought she had the best snatch game like she won snatch game right mm -hmm. like you know like i just to me simone is awesome and simone was mm -hmm. the front runner for a lot of this competition but Gomic has just raised this level where, like you said she's just shown her own she's shown everything her she's not really 
slipped up. Like there's never mm-hmm. been any, not that that should even matter. It's just kind of like, yeah. at the end of this journey, like, I think you've come the furthest. Like, I think yeah. you've just done the most That's... and come the furthest. And like, had the most fun doing it. Like, yeah. again, like just this, like really apparent, like joy and be, it's never, you know, there's not been that many, you know, moments of like shadiness and there's not been like, I think sometimes like, I think sometimes like even the really good queens can like almost suffer from like imposter syndrome where like they start to get in their head too much. And I think Simone at times has like suffered from that a bit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, like you're so good, like own it. And like, just be happy to be here. And like, again, they all are, but like Gottmik just has like this, this joy that it's like really nice to like watch and it comes through and like all of her looks and in the challenges and stuff. Mm -hmm. She just gives me very much, to me, Gottmik and, like, Gigi remind me a lot of each other. Not in the fact of being fashion queens, but just Mm -hmm. uh, Gigi was another one of those people where it's, like, like, just she, she was never really, I don't think she was ever in the bottom, but, like, she just, you saw her go from, not insecure, but, like, someone who is maybe a little like I don't know to like Mm -hmm. each competition really taking in the the criticism both good and bad and reflecting on that and then coming the next week with those reflections and like Mm -hmm. seeing that reflection in mind yeah and like those were just two points where it's like to me that was very obvious that they were Mm -hmm. very much like receptive yeah to expanding and to being because I mean Gigi with the Madonna video, remember mm-hmm. how Gigi like was like, I can't, like, I can't, like, I'm so bad at dancing, all this stuff. <laughs> and then she won it. Yeah. Because like, she just was like, got out of her own way. Mm-hmm. And like, just, just seeing people recover, like, not that yeah. Got Mix had to recover, but it's like, it's that same kind of energy where it's like, I just feel like they're, that, this experience being on the show has like, just creatively just push them so much further mm-hmm. yeah uh, 100% it's like it's the same it's like a lot of queens that I really like I love that have won drag race like have had the same journey like a Violet Tchotchke or an Aquaria mm-hmm. like where you just you see them like coming in the beginning and like there's just like there is kind of that like hesitancy like to not show their full selves mm-hmm. or to do, mm-hmm. and then but they have but the looks like same with Naomi Smalls like the looks yeah. are so fucking on point that they know pretty much every time they're going to turn a look on the runway Mm -hmm. so because you can't change your looks like you can style them differently style them differently but like you can't really change what you've brought so like i think there's just kind of this backbone of like well the looks that i brought are fire and i know that so now i kind of get to really only focus on the other side of things where like some of the other queens like i just think that it's 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 difficult like i think when you only have certain things left or when you have mm-hmm. certain looks that like you're not as confident in that fall mm-hmm. on challenges you're also not as confident in like it's just it's really difficult to make your way through the competition with that kind of confidence mm-hmm. because yeah. let's say you know your hope pocket look isn't your best look and then it falls on like uh, uh it falls on snatch game and you know that mm-hmm. your snatch game is going to be trashed like you know it's just like you're yeah, yeah. Kind of catching up whereas those queens have like these back pocket things where they're like i'm gonna look fucking dope so don't yeah, I would you know, say like, even yeah. Simone too, because I like yeah, Simone's for sure, for sure. fashion, like just it is so it's not that it's like high, high fashion, but to me it's also like 
con conceptual in a different, I mean, it's, it's showcases her background and everything. And like just the silhouettes that she like plays with to me are like silhouettes that I, you don't often see and stuff. And like, I don't know, just the do-rag look I thought was one of the coolest things ever. The say yeah. their names look was mm -hmm. a look that literally brought chills. Even before mm -hmm. she turned around, mm -hmm. she got out there and the way she was like holding herself you knew that she was going to reveal something, but you didn't know mm -hmm. what she was going to be reveal revealing. And then she mm -hmm. revealed that. And just using her fashion as a, like, using her platform to showcase, like, this mm -hmm. other world of fashion. I mean, this non, you know, white-centric, like, mm -hmm. view of fashion. And just, like, the silhouettes that you normally don't see because they're not, you know, European fashion doesn't regard those as, like, high fashion silhouettes mm -hmm. and then she takes that mm -hmm. just like the do-rag like that was the most one of the most high fashion motherfucking things i've ever seen where i'm like mm -hmm. I, I you know you're gonna be seeing some people rocking that yeah after yeah the fact yeah. And, and the 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 look like the final looks like on the runway like I really I was like not super blown away by Candy or Rose and mm -hmm. like I love Gottmik's look but Simone's look was like a brilliant look like just mm -hmm. so dope and looked so good and her hair was so uh, dope. like the hair I, was it's sick it's it's, mm -hmm. it's like such great it's it it's it's such vision like for who you are yes. as a as a a drag queen and as like a as a persona like as Simone mm -hmm. you know and like mm -hmm. presenting that and like is just you know when I watch Drag Race 2 like a lot of time I'm just I feel like I am so happy that I found this show because it's so there's so many people on this show that like would never I would never probably get to know or interact mm -hmm. with or see and like there's so many different like ideas and mindsets that are like I don't know. They're just, they're so unique. And they, mm -hmm. these people get to show them through drag, which is like an art form where like, you're really showing like your own mind and yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So you really get to know these people like more than like on a regular reality show or more than on a regular show, because they're showing mm -hmm. you like everything they are, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, like what a, like everybody should watch RuPaul's Drag Race. And in, in, in mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it, it teaches you something every episode, in my opinion, you know? And it humanizes mm -hmm. the people who are on the outskirts too because mm -hmm. like I mean just even with Got Mick where it is really humanizing and le m showcasing trans men exist because when um Got Mick was talking about like the underrepresentation of trans men I like thought back and I was like honestly I don't know like I know trans men in my own life but like as far as like television or movies, like I actually can't think of like any instances. Like women, on the other hand, I think there's a there's a little bit more, mm -hmm. but like with men, like there really isn't. Like there, I just there's not like there's not a lot of representation. I mean, there's no representation. So if you don't know anything about it, then of course you're gonna think it's bad or there's something wrong if mm -hmm. the media is shielding. Like, and I think a lot, and, and I think like, and Gomic brought it up, like a lot of trans male representation is 
very masculine representations, mm -hmm. right? And so then Gottmik, and it was something like I had never thought at all about the trans experience of being like a trans man who still wants to be like very femme and like, yeah. you know, and like not have to put on all these like masculine stereotypes and act, act like, uh, you know, some stereotypical man. And like, it must be very difficult to transition into like a male, into being male, right? And then being like, but I don't need, I don't want to act like, I don't want to have to put on like work boots and like go hunting or something to prove to everyone I'm a man. Like, and yeah. I never really thought about it that way because it's like, you would, I obviously, like as Gobbing talked about, you would feel this pressure to be like, I'm, you know, tell me I'm a man and so that nobody misgenders you or does, right? Because society doesn't yeah. understand these other realities. So then Gottmik also like representing like trans, the, there's the broad spectrum of who mm -hmm. trans men are. Like they're femme and they're, you know, super masculine men who are bodybuilders and they're all these people, right? And like mm -hmm. also just, there's so much of the time, like the conversation about trans men is about surgery and about- yeah their bodies and this is something that peppermint like talks about a lot and like has listening to her like she's talked about trans like trans representation in general but like trans men especially like it's all about surgery and their bodies and the trauma that they've been through and what's that like and like why can't we just talk about trans people what they make and what they put into the world yeah like you know and that's what this is doing you know like it's in, human humanizing them and not it's not like a science like thing because it's also like another thing too is like when you think about that it's like it, you don't go up to like a woman that has fake tits and you're like tell me everything about your experience getting that done like people would be like unless you're mm -hmm. luke asking sierra <laughs> yes or no sorry kyle that was sorry. kyle yeah yeah <laughs> Unless you're Kyle, yeah. But, like, you, for the most part, like, it's not like you go up to some, like, I assume no one's gone up to Bella Hadid and has been like, so, you had your entire face reconstructed. Tell me about that. What was that like? Why did you do that? But instead, it's like when you're talking about, like, like, the trans experience, it's always like, well, what, like, medically has been shifted around? And it's also, like, I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like, it's also none of our business. Like, mm -hmm. and like, you wouldn't ask someone like, how's your IBS doing today? Like, like you just don't, like maybe if you're at the partners with somebody, but like for the most part, like you're not going to just like randomly ask like really, uh, I don't like just like personal questions personal like mm, I, yeah. I think it's a great icebreaker it's like you got any uh conditions or any weird things going on with you that I can pry into hey <laughs> great hey, way to know somebody now <laughs> so nice getting to know you had any surgery lately like, <laughs> no also yes. my, my headphones are fixing to die guys yeah um, we should go we should yeah go. but um we this was a great app and uh, we'll I'll, I'll edit it much faster than I did the last one. I promise. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, I'll probably send it to you to, tomorrow if that's cool. Oh, totes fine. I'm going to bed. So. Okay. Cool. Same. <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Ninety nine. Night.